Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us um, in today's broadcast as we continue to deal with uh, the subject of restoration. Now, I want to speak to you today about the actual cost of restoration. What does it really cost for one to actually be restored? Now, it is important that before we even talk about uh, the restoration of the personal things in your own life, that we look at um, restoration from the history of mankind, starting right from this time of creation. Now, I break down two situations, two times for you. The, the, the pre-sin period, before the fall of man, and then the post-sin period, after the fall of man, and then the period after the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So those are three. Now, you all know, if you go back to Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, is that the Lord God made everything, but everything that he made was perfect in his eyes. Everything was perfect. And, and that is the time when the Lord used to come down in the cool of the afternoon and walk in the Garden of Eden with man, and, and they would converse, and, and they would talk as people that know each other. They, there was no pain. There was no sickness. There was no frustration. There was no darkness. There was no ill motive. Everything was in perfect harmony. The animals and man, they all lived peacefully. And there was no sin and there was no death. And, and this, is, this was God's intended purpose, that man would not have to die. Because remember that death is a consequence. It is only a consequence of sin. When sin is fully matured, when it's fully grown, it gives birth to death. Now, Look at it this way. So God places this man in a wonderful garden called Eden, gives him a helper in the name of Eve, and they've got freedom and they've got liberty. But there's just one instruction. And he says to them, you are actually free. Of, you can eat any fruit that you want in the garden except one fruit. Do not touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you should not touch it. And he said to them, on the day that you eat of it, you will certainly die. I have no idea how man interpreted death. But man did not have in mind the consequences of his own actions. So, if, if you look at the word of the Lord, in Genesis 2.17, is where the Lord says, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, fast forward, if you look at Genesis chapter 3, now, the fall of man. Now, man eats the fruit that God told him not to eat. He disobeyed the Lord. Now, sin enters into the world, and death follows sin. Now, meaning the pre-period that they had, the pre-sin period which they had, is that there was no pain in it, there was no suffering. But now, look at the period after that. Now, the period after that is that man lost the presence of God, first of all. Then the second thing that man lost is that he lost the peace that he had. He lost the provision that he had. Now, in the Garden of Eden, he never had to toil. Everything was provided for. He had absolutely everything that he needed. But now, after the fall... The Lord kicks him out of the garden and tells him he must toil. He must toil 
tilling the earth so he can actually have food. Now remember that sin has entered into the world, death, pain, all kinds of misery enter into the world and it lived with man. Even after the introduction of the law, it did not change the state of man. It was not enough. The law did not come to restore man's position to the pre-sin period. So in other words, there was a pre-sin period, the period before the fall of man. There was that period and everything was lovely. So now, now here, after the fall of man, even when God introduces the law, God did not introduce the law so that the law could restore man's original position with God. The law was never meant to introduce God, to introduce the position of, to reinstate the position of man with God. It was not meant for that. The law was simply meant to highlight just how corrupted man's position is and that man needed to be saved. That's the reason why God now introduced the law. But you see, the law was not able to save any man. It was not capable of restoring any man. Now remember, the Lord was very clear that the soul who sins will die. But remember that in the creation, before the fall of man, there was no death. But now, after the fall, man is subjected to death. Man is subjected to sickness and all kinds of misery. So, you look at the Bible from a different perspective. Look at the Bible between Genesis 1 and Genesis, to Genesis 2. Then, after Genesis 3, everything changes. Now, all you see in the Bible is misery, is pain, is frustration. Why? Because those were the consequences of the entrance of Satan into the universe. Now, he came to, dis to distort that which God had initially intended for peace. So what God had created and was meant to be beautiful, now he turned it into something completely ugly. But you see now that period, up until the birth of Jesus Christ, that period was just an indication to man that we actually needed to be saved. That was that period. To indicate that we needed to be saved. Now, With the coming of Jesus Christ, everything changes. Now, God sets in motion. With the coming of Christ, God had already set in motion a plan to restore you and I. Now, but what, what is that restoration? The restoration of the blood of Jesus Christ with the atoning work of Christ is so that you can be reconciled together with God. Now, you have to understand this process. Why? Because if you don't understand this process, then it will be easier for you to get restored in everything and every area that you have actually lost. Why? Because before salvation, you, be, you are an enemy of God. You are still an enemy. Why? Because of the reason of the sin of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. So you were an enemy. That means you could not enjoy the pre-sin period of creation where man lived and enjoyed the presence of God, where everything was beautiful, where everything was, beautiful, was peaceful. We could not enjoy that. But now, after the death of Jesus Christ, you become reconciled to the Lord God Almighty. And now that means that everything that was happening in the pre-sin period becomes yours by default. That means now if you're reconciled to the Lord your God, that means you don't have to struggle for the presence of the Lord. You don't have to struggle to access his presence. You don't have to struggle for blessings. You don't need to struggle for anything. Why? Because Adam and Eve did not struggle for any of those in the pre-sin period. 
Because now we've been reconciled. So reconciliation meant that God wanted to take you back to the original plan of creation. Now, if you have been reconciled, if you're a born again, and you're not enjoying the benefits of reconciliation with God, it is not because God does not want to restore you. It is simply because you don't have the revelation that you actually have been restored with God and that you need not be sick. You need not have these things happening in your life that should not be happening because you have been restored and reconciled with God. That is the work of the blood of Jesus Christ. Is that now God reconciled us to himself when he took his own life and hung on the cross with the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, you have been restored to the pre-sin period when God made everything and he loved what he saw. And we enjoyed communion. The days when we enjoyed communion. So the blood of Jesus Christ is extremely important because it restores everything that the devil ever took from you. It restores everything. Now, think about you having unlimited access to the presence of the everlasting God. But it is by the reason of the blood. That's why we've got Ephesians 2 verse 18. It says that we both, we both have access into his presence through the blood, but by the Spirit. So, in other words, by the blood of Jesus Christ, you've got unlimited access to the presence of God. Now, that has been restored to you. Now, if the blood has given you unlimited access into the presence of God, then everything else should be easy. Everything else. So I want to share with you this scripture, Colossians chapter 1. Let's look at Colossians 1 from 19 to 20. Now, when you understand the period before the fall of man, then what happened right after the fall of man, then why Jesus really came, the reason why Jesus really came is so that you and God can be reconciled, so that you are no longer enemies. So if you're born again, God no longer sees you as an, an enemy. That means now with prayer, you can get restored to any position that you previously had. That means you can be restored. If, because if, if the relationship with God is restored, that means everything else that follows in that line must be restored unto you. Everything. Everything. So I'll read Colossians for you. Chapter 1, verse 19. And it says, 19 and 20, it says, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, all things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Now, you have to know that with, with, the, with the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, God has made peace with you. And what does that mean for you? It means that God is no longer angry with you because he's made peace with you by the cross of his son, Jesus Christ. Now, that means your original position, God's intended purpose for you, has already been reinstated. Can you believe now, you need to study the book of Genesis and look at every promise, look at every blessing, look at everything that God put in place for man and, and look at it this way. Is that all of that has been put back on the table, including access to his presence. 
It's been put back for you on the table. Now, if God can restore a relationship between you and him, and yet the Bible says in, in John 3, 27, that a man can receive nothing unless it's given, to, it's given to him from heaven. That means if God has restored a relationship between you and him, who is the giver of everything else you need pertaining your life, that means everything else just must fall in place. It's only a matter of time. Why? Because you and God have been reconciled by the reason of the blood of Jesus. And if God does not see you as an enemy, then he sees you as a friend. And if you're a friend, that means you and him are one. And if you and him are one, that means every promise, every promise that he ever made to Abraham, every promise that he ever made belongs to you by the reason of the blood of Jesus. So reconciliation and restoration go hand in hand. Because if you've been reconciled with God your father, who was an enemy of yours by the reason of the sin of Adam, that means because you've been reconciled, now you become friends. And that means your restoration process has already been paid for. Now, break that down into your day-to-day, -day, what's happening with you and what's happening in your life. Now, because now you have been reconciled with God the Father, that means you can deliberately now, because you initially got destroyed for ignorance, for the Lord says, that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So that means now whatever it is that, you're, you're, that Satan has taken from you, that has broken down, that means now because of your reconciled position with Christ, now that you know that you and God are reconciled, it literally means that you can go to the Lord in heaven and say to him, Dear Father, thank you for reconciling me with you by the reason of the blood. But this area also needs reconciliation. Now, if God can reconcile himself to you, that means he can re restore everything else that you had lost. Because if your original position in the Garden of Eden has been restored to you already by the blood, that means this other position and these other things can also be restored so easily. Because everything else comes out of a relationship with God. If your relationship with God is intact and you're born again and you're truly born again, that means everything is simply a prayer away. Because by the reason of the blood of Jesus Christ, you have got a right to everything. Absolutely everything. And child of God, you have been reconciled to God. Now, whatever stood between you and God that made it seem like you're an enemy, every accusing finger, every accusing voice, that written handwriting that was right there accusing you every other day, you need to know that Jesus Christ took it and hung it on the cross. So that now you and God are reconciled. And now that you're reconciled, that means you can be restored and everything pertaining your life can now be fully restored. All you need to do is to go to the Lord in prayer and say, Dear Father, according to your word, let this be restored. Why? Why do you go to the Lord in prayer? Because he says, ask. If you don't ask God to reconcile you, to restore you, to restore everything you lose, you cannot blame him when things begin to fall apart because you have not asked him to restore you. You must be able to ask him to restore you. It is your responsibility to ask the Lord to restore you. Because he made a promise to you. So if you and God have been reconciled, and God is not upset with you, and is not angry with you, that means any area of your life that needs restoration 
All you need to do is to mention it to him in prayer and say, Lord, may this area be restored back to me. And he will. Because that's where Jesus came. He died so that you may live. He became poor so that you can become rich. He lost everything so that you could have absolutely everything. That's why Jesus died. So our restoration is in the blood. Our restoration has already been paid for. It does not have to cost you anything because Jesus Christ already paid for it. So what areas do you want God to restore you? Just think about every area that you need restored. Because you have already been reconciled. When you lie on your bed, don't think of yourself as an enemy. Think that God has reconciled you. That's why Jesus came. He came so that you could be reconciled with him. That's why Jesus came. There's no other reason for Jesus coming but to restore your relationship with God. And if it's been restored, then everything else must follow that line of restoration. Everything else. That means your finances must be restored to pre-creation, to pre-sin period. Your health must be restored. If Adam and Eve were not sick before the fall of man, you have been restored to a period beyond that. Even more, even greater. Because we have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14 says exactly that. He says, And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, and having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, he has taken it out of the way, and having nailed it on the cross. Just think about it this way. If your relationship with God the Father has been mended, then what is difficult for him to restore for you? What is difficult? Because your relationship with him has been mended by the blood of Jesus Christ and he doesn't see you as an enemy. If he doesn't see you as an enemy, that means everything else thereafter must be restored. Because everything comes from a relationship with God. Everything comes out of a relationship with God. For the Bible says a man can receive nothing except if it be given to him from heaven. That means everything about your life comes from heaven. It comes from God. But if your relationship be restored and God no longer sees you as an enemy, that means he can restore unto you everything and in every area that you have lost. So look at yourself and know that you have been restored with God, that you have been reconciled. And if you have been reconciled, that is the, supposed to be the biggest of the problems because if you have not yet been reconciled with he that gives free gifts, then there will be no place for you to receive anything or restoration because you haven't been reconciled with the giver of restoration. But now you have been restored with the restorer. Your relationship with the restorer has already been finished. It's sorted. It's mended by the blood of Jesus. And if it's been mended by the blood, that means everything else must fall in place. That's what it means. So the cost of restoration, the cost of reconciliation, is the blood of Jesus Christ. 
So child of God, you, if you're a born again, if you're a believer, then your relationship with God in heaven has been fixed. And if your relationship with God has been fixed, that means you have got the power. He's given us the power of attorney. And that power of attorney is in the name of the Lord. John chapter 14 verse 13. I want to read that for you. So that you see what God means. So that you know that your reconciliation is a prayer way. John chapter 14 verse 13. And it says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And verse 14 says, in, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, now that means when you're reconciled with God, by the reason of salvation, by the blood of Jesus Christ. That means now you have been given the powers of attorney to ask for reconciliation and restoration in every area. He says, John 14, 13, that whatever you ask, whatever you ask, that means now you are not limited in as far as what you can go and ask of him in prayer. That means because you have been reconciled with God. And he is the one that answers prayer. He is the one that gives. Because every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. That means that if you have been reconciled with the restorer, that means you can go to the restorer and say, restore my finances according to your word. Restore my marriage. Restore my life. Restore my health. Now you can go to him and ask him whatever. Because before, you didn't have the power of attorney which comes by the name of Jesus. You didn't have it. You may have been a living human being, but you never had the attorney. You only receive the power of attorney when you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as Savior. Now you have got that name. The name that is above every other name. Reconciliation happens in the name of Jesus. Reconciliation happens by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so does restoration. And because you have been reconciled with the Lord God Almighty... That means you now need to be restored in every area. But that's not dependent entirely on God. It's dependent on you and what you're willing to ask God for. That's why it says that whatever you ask in my name, if you don't ask, you won't be restored. So how badly are you? How badly do you want to be restored? And what areas do you want to be restored? It is up to you now. You say, dear Lord, these are the areas I want to be restored restored. It's your responsibility to do that. And he's given you the promise. He says, whatever you ask. So what areas do you want to be restored? The Lord God Almighty is waiting for you to simply mention and say, Lord, restore my health. Now, this entire Bible, it is filled with people who have been restored. Let me tell you, when you're sick and God heals you, what he has done is restore your health to its original position. When something is dead and it was alive before, when God brings it back to life, what he has done is that he has restored you to your original position. Now, even you, if you really need restoration, my question to you now is that, are you a born again? Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Because everything happens only in Christ. Your restoration has been paid for. It is simply waiting for you to acknowledge it. It is waiting for you to accept and to be reconciled with God. Because the moment you become reconciled with God, boom! Every blessing which was meant for you gets back on the table. Every promise which was made for you gets back on the table. Every plan that Satan had hijacked from you gets back on the table. Why? Because you have been reconciled with the God of restoration. It is him who says in Joel 2.25, says, I will restore 
the years the locusts have eaten from you. Child of God, oh, I want you to know that there is nothing that is impossible with God. He will restore anything. But child of God, don't fight to be restored so badly with man. But there is a relationship you should cry and pray and seek the face of God so that it can be restored. And that is a relationship between you and the everlasting God. Because if your relationship with Jesus Christ is restored, do you have any idea the possibilities in the name of the Lord? Do you have any idea how your future is going to look like with Jesus? Because I'm telling you, is that everything you're looking for, it is in the Son of God. Everything is in God. Let me tell you this. Everything you're looking for, it is in the Lord. It is in Christ. For as long as you're reconciled with God the Father, the one who restores, then everything else falls into place. Now, I want you to understand that anything that you lose in Christ, God restores it. Everything you lost before Christ, God will restore. So, when you come into Christ, it is the only place where you compensated a hundred percent. God won't permit you to know loss, but restoration. And I would like to urge you today, if you have never given your life to Christ, now is the time. I'm going to lead you in this prayer because it is the most important prayer you will ever make. And it's the most important decision you're going to ever make. A decision to believe in Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. It's available for you. Reconciliation with God is available for you right now. I want to lead you through it so that you can be reconciled with the everlasting God so that now you become a partaker of the promises of God to restore you. Because remember, every promise of God in this Bible, it is received by faith. You partake of it by faith. So I want to lead you. Just, just pray with me. Say, Dear Lord, I come to you today as a sinner and I ask you to pardon me and forgive my sin. Today, Jesus, I welcome you to come into my heart and be my Lord and be my Savior. From today, Lord, I declare with my mouth that, and I believe with my heart that I am born again now. Thank you, dear Jesus, for saving me and for accepting me in Jesus' name. And now if you just pray that prayer, you and I are born again. Welcome to the new chapter. Now you are able to claim restoration which has already been given to you by the reason of your reconciliation with God the Father. You are no longer an enemy. Now you can go to the Lord with this power of attorney, the name that has been given to you, the name above every other name. And now you can go to the Lord and you can begin to point out to him every area that you want him to restore. Now listen to me. It doesn't matter how bad or how dead. The Lord will restore everything that the locust has taken from you. 
May God bless you and watch over you and your entire household. We love you very much. And may the Lord bless you. See you tomorrow. Bye.